Oh, by the way, um, call me Ange. Most people okay. do. Um, Angela's a little serious, Great. but but that's how I introduce myself normally because people don't get Ange right away. They're like, Ann? Yeah. I'm like, uh. Just don't make me explain just, it. Yeah, please yeah. stop. <laughs> just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Just lose your doubt. It's time to shout what you're about. Yes, you're coming out. So grab a seat, let down your guard, and tell us how you got your gay card. Tell us how you got your gay card. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for um, having me. I'm excited to get to know you better. And I guess I just like to start usually from like where you're from, where you, where you grew up, and kind of like what childhood was like for you. It's a lot, I know. <laughs> it's a big, real simple yeah, answer. Right, right. Um, just give me like a couple words on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very positive. Yeah. Um, no, I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, in the city. Um, and... I was, as far as my childhood, um, so I have two younger brothers. One is actually gay. Um, he was, we were, I like to joke, like we were both cross-dressers when we were growing up because he was very, very feminine and mm-hmm. I was very masculine. I was the biggest tomboy. Um, I liked playing with boys. I liked playing sports. I was good at playing sports. Did um, you two get along or was it, you both were so different? Um, or? he was like... My, I controlled him basically. It was that kind of relationship until he got to the age where he realized that he didn't have yeah, to be controlled. That was very devastating <laughs> yeah. for me when that happened. Um, I was also, my brother and I were also really mean to him. Okay. Um, which I've, as adults, we've, I've apologized immensely for. Um, but we teased him a lot. Yeah. Um, Never, never saying like, you know, the F word. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that on here. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. But. I, you know, I, I wouldn't call him like a faggot, or I don't even, I don't even ever really use that that word. But, but just would make fun of how girly he was. Yeah. Um, and so that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, and then just sort of admitting that too. It's hard. I know. Yeah. I, I, I was really mean to him. I did a lot of that with my younger sister with, like, weight stuff. Mm. And I'm just like, I am the problem. Like, I hear things that she says today about self-image stuff, and I'm like, well, I fucking ruined her life. I was a real I'm piece sure it of wasn't shit. just you. No, it was, but I did, I was, I was an the asshole. Society's pretty, yes, pretty that, bad in general, yeah, but, yeah, I, no, I it, can't take all the blame for it, but it, I know what you mean. It's, like, a tough thing to realize as an adult that, like, you just sort of... Why do you think you were so mean to her about that? I think I had a lot of insecurities about myself, and I was able to use her as a punching bag. And um, as she got older, she started doing, like, coming back at me with the gay stuff, because I was pretty effeminate as a kid, too. Um, And so, like, the more she came back at me, the harder I went back at her. Um, But I think it was definitely uh, a way to deflect. and. yeah. And, um, and you were older. Shitty. Yeah, I'm two years older. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Did you think that um, same reason for you and your brother, or was it just kind of like a... I think, so my dad died when I was eight, oh. um, and that was pretty traumatic. Yeah. And so it really, I feel like it really escalated after that. I was I was kind of bully in general. Um, I had a lot of friends, but I controlled them all. And so I think I think the, the anger and... And yeah, I think I was projecting 
probably the my own feelings of um, self-loathing for whatever was going on with me. Even though, even though whatever was going on with me at that time, I was I was getting away with it because it was cool to be a tomboy. You know, right. you didn't get the same shit right. that. Um, little boys dressing up as girls. It's, yeah, you're right. It's like almost cute when a girl plays baseball. Yeah, or it's cool to be a boy right. because boys are the coolest, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Well, society, yeah, makes it seem They're like, the strongest, they're the smartest. Right, it's like, um, ooh, she's a girl and she's So it's this. okay, you can act like a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think, yeah, and I think I, it was just, it, it, in the moment it felt, like I had control over something, mm-hmm. and so I just abused it. it was Did you abuse your power. other younger brother as well, or was it more just like the two? It was you? more like he and I would gang up on the middle child, my youngest yeah. brother. Oh, the youngest. The youngest. The gay one. Yeah, oh, he's the okay. gay one. Got it. I um, it was the middle. No, my middle brother is uh, he. He's an addict. He's been using for like fifteen years. He's oh. sober right now. So that's been oh, a that's really. Good hard relationship too but um so maybe there were stuff with him too that he was kind of like there was a lot of yeah. a lot of shit going on in that house yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot of repression a lot of silent anger a lot of uh teasing well, and grief too. a lot of grief is like yeah you did i assume you did it like kind of as through adolescence like as you were growing up were you guys like ever in high school together like, no okay just outside okay. um so, and then I went to college, so I didn't really get to experience him as an adolescent. Okay. I don't think I would have been, at least not mean about that. As as I got older, I started realizing, like, like I'd be mean to him just in general, but right. not targeting him for acting like a girl yeah. or for being weak, I think, mm-hmm. was more what I was so repulsed by. Um, and he was just really sweet, you know? He wasn't... And he would take it, and I mean, he had some rage issues too. But like, um, he, he was just such an easy target. Yeah. And I just did he. Um, what did he identify as gay, or when did he come out? I guess was it before you? So he didn't have an internal struggle the way I did. Okay. Like, and I also I presented very straight, and I mm-hmm. I mean I still pretty much do. Um, uh, but so, and I, all my friends were straight yeah, and same. so, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure you can imagine how different that is in chart. And my youngest brother isn't, um, actually he wouldn't mind me as soon as he was kind of a narcissist, but, uh, <laughs> in a good way, um, Charlie was there. It's, there was a few years while he was later in high school where, he completely withdrew. So while I was his age, I was out partying. I was acting out. I was just living like as loudly as possible and fighting this internal thing. And he like was addicted to the Sims. And I used to play the Sims a lot too, because Uh I don't know, it was just like this world where you could be yourself and, you know, and, uh, and, but he was really like, he didn't, he had friends, but he never hung out with them. This went on for like a year or two. My mom was like, should I be worried? And uh-huh. it's like, I don't care. I'm in college. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, but then he, he finally, he had come out to his friends or at least it wasn't like this big reveal. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just it part was of him. Yeah. And he, most of his friends were females and he had had a few girlfriends that, uh, he really hurt because he just couldn't get past that 
uh, wanting to be with him thing, you know, mm-hmm. the physical thing. So, um, he came out finally to my mom or my mom, uh, he, so he had seizures at the end of him being in college. So he was like 21 or 22 when this was happening and he got diagnosed, um, with epilepsy and he's fine now. But, um, but she freaked her out and they were driving home from the hospital and she was like, are you gay? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, okay. Why do you think she asked that then? I don't know, because it was something that she'd never was direct about with him. And uh-huh. I think she was waiting for him to talk to her about it. Yeah. And, you know, she just had it. She wasn't going to wait anymore. She, she just, it scared her into <laughs> being open and honest with, with her son about that. And so that's his story. Yeah. And so <laughs> with her, was, at least. So she was obviously cool with it and she just wanted to have the conversation. Yeah. We just grew up not. Uh, learning how to communicate with each other in a healthy uh-huh. way, um, unless we were yelling at each other, um, communicating in that way. So there was a lot that was just never talked about and never felt safe to talk about um, for a lot of reasons. And so, yeah, and she just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was that fear that pushed her into that. But so I had come out a f- at least a few years before that. I was 22. Oh, and, and it was, so the story is kind of funny and Justin's going to love that I'm talking about him in this podcast, (laughs) but so I met him the year before in the Dominican Republic. We volunteered there. Um, and then the last half of the volunteer trip was like just party central. So we had a lot of fun and, um, and then he was like, I'm moving to Los Angeles in a year because he was pursuing acting. And I was like, cool, maybe I'll come. Cause I was graduating college. And so summer rolls around a year later and I'm like, I want to go. And he's like, all right. So I'm telling my family this and nobody gets it. They're like, who is this person? Like, are you guys I, dating? No, oh, no, no, no. Okay. I know, but we did. So on that trip, we, mm-hmm. I told him I was bi, mm-hmm. like that was, I did that for, for years. Yeah. Um, the whole bi thing. And there was this one, I can't remember if it was the night or the morning, but I remember it very clearly and I kissed him and we made out for like a second and then I rolled over and I was like, okay, good night. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And he was like, what was that for? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I just had to try it. (laughs) So no, nothing beyond that ever happened. Um, but I loved him. You know, we, we just had this instant connection. And, um, so anyway, no, he was just my buddy. Yeah. And my family, especially my extended family, they were like, they just, that was not, they didn't get it. They were like, are you guys together? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, no. And they're like, is he gay? And I'm like, no. And this went on for a while. And then finally, I just started slow, slowly telling, I, this is how I would tell people, like in my family, they'd give me shit about it. And they, they like just wouldn't accept that, that I was just going, because he was my friend. And, and I was like, no, he's not gay, but I am. And then it was like this boom. <laughs> and had you planned to do that, or was it? No, like a- I was. It was just an exas- uh, exasperated. Like I was just, you know, and I was leaving too. So I was like, you should just be honest. Like, yeah. what are you holding back from? And um, so I was slowly telling select people in my family that way, yeah. um, and it was received fine. Like people, it for most people, it wasn't a surprise. They were just kind of waiting for mm-hmm. me to come out with it and then 
Did you date um, guys yeah. through college? I had my first girl-on-girl uh, girl experience was not great. How so? But, I mean, um, it was just... Uh, I, I mean, can I be... Yes. Like, okay. Say whatever you want to so, say. Yeah, as much as you want to tell. <laughs> so for me, um, right, high school, like right when I was fourteen or fifteen, that's that's when we got the internet finally. Mm-hmm. So before then, remember chat rooms? How old of are course, you? Of course. Yeah, I'm thirty two. Okay, so am I. Okay. So um, I yeah, and we so did I. <laughs> Lots of cybering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, what is that anyway? Like, I don't know, but I was, I was like a little child. I was like, way too young so and I was way too into it. With God knows who. Just you know? joining any chat room. And, and at the same, like, did you, were you always yourself or would you play? You know, sometimes, actually, most of the time I was myself, but sometimes I pretended I was like a girl. I would do the same thing, but opposite. As like, I, w- I was either like a big, busty, blonde, 18 year old and yeah. talking to creepy guys or. I was the guy. Yeah. And I yeah. would switch off like Which that. Which is interesting. I think it's like, I that was the only time you could ever be remotely sexual with someone you thought. I mean, who knows who you were even talking to? <laughs> like, we were probably talking to each other. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's just, it's such a weird thing, but it did. It, and that was the first dick pic that I ever saw was, uh, and it was, I was... It was huge. Whatever. <laughs> oh it, I don't know if it was doctored, but I was like, "This is someone's dick." Like, and then I remember I left it up on the computer in the in the computer room or whatever, and I was I saw my mom come out of the room, and I went in after her just to make sure, and it was like still up there. And <laughs> I was your mom saw that. I she says she, I brought this up to her, and she says she doesn't remember this. But I'm like, there's no way she didn't see this big dick on the computer (laughs) screen and wasn't just like, what the fuck are my kids? Uh, um, But uh, my mom found first. This is I just have to tell the story quick. Uh, So I I never really looked at porn Mm -hmm. um, then, Um, but I I can't remember where I found this website. I had written it down and it was like male celeb real dicks and i don't know why i was i was fascinated by dicks not i think it's because for the first like until i was until puberty like i really wanted to be a boy um i tried peeing standing up a few times that didn't work um and i don't know i just really identified with with masculinity Mm -hmm. but then something switched and then i started liking my female body and I liked the attention I got from men. Um, and, and so I never went back to like struggling with like trans issues or, um, anything like that. But, but for a good chunk of my life, I really wanted to be a boy. Uh Um, and so I, 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 the only time I was ever caught looking at porn, I was looking at (laughs) male dicks. (laughs) Brad Pitt's fake. I'm sure it was fake. fake. But I was just like, oh my God. And then my mom found, she didn't catch me in the act. Uh And it wasn't like I was, you know, I was just looking. Like I was just visually fascinated by this. Yeah. But yeah, and you're like a teenager and hormones. I think I was in junior high. Yeah. And just too young. and, And it freaked my mom out. And we were freaking her out 
all the time with shit. And like she didn't. My mom knew what I was looking at. Oh my god! And she did not know how to talk to us about anything. Yeah. So like it was just, it was just shame, shame, shame. You're bad. Like this is not okay. And anyway, I tried to deny it, even though I had left the thing, like just by the computer. Like it was so stupid. The browser or whatever. No, the like literally, it was a scrap of paper oh, with the website. <laughs> I must have seen it in a magazine or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. So anyway, that's funny. That does she remember that? You know, it's funny. I've never brought that up with her. I brought up a few things, but there are a couple things. I think I was so ashamed of that that uh-huh. I just buried that. Because I remember talking to I didn't really I talked to my dad a little bit about when I was like trying to have sex with girls, and. I, but I did talk to my mom more about, like, relationship stuff with girls. And I think a lot of that was to sort of, like, throw them off the scent or whatever that expression is. And um, I guess... I don't know. I guess it's, like, was that... did As you were dating guys and, like... If, I don't know if she remembers seeing that or something, but so you're saying she wasn't surprised when you eventually came out? Like, no, what was weird is that she was surprised. Oh, okay. Which kind of proves just how much of a lack of awareness there was in our household. Um, she also, uh, interestingly enough, I, I struggled over whether I would mention this or not, but it's so important. Like, So when I came out to her, she was having an affair with a woman at the time. Oh, wow. That... I didn't know, but she, so it was my aunt who knew, but well, I hadn't told her yet, but she wasn't surprised and her and I were really close at the time. We were all drinking and, um, it was towards the end of the night and we were sitting around the campfire and I finally, I finally just was out and I kind of did the same, like use Justin as a, as a way to start the conversation. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, thanks buddy. Um, and (laughs) My mom was like, really? I had no idea. And my aunt was like, you had no idea? Really? And my mom was like, no. I mean, she's like, I guess I thought about it a few times, but, you know, but, but was really supportive. And, but I thought that was kind of weird. And then she goes, you know, I've, I've made this really great new friend recently and, and she's a lesbian and we hang out and she's really cool. I really like her. And I'm like, that's great, mom. Like. But anyway, she didn't say that it was more than just a no, oh. no, and um, that all came out like within the next year or two. But I had moved to California. I was like, bye, like mm-hmm. whatever. I can't deal with this. And and then my mom came out as bisexual, mm-hmm. but wasn't going to leave my stepdad, and my stepdad didn't leave her. So they're still together. Mm. That's uh, mm-hmm. so like an open marriage kind of thing, I guess. Or... Well, no. no. <laughs> story <laughs> um she opened it up yeah. but it wasn't that wasn't the rule yeah. so do you remember a time like when you were a kid when you first realized that you had an attraction to or i guess not kid but like an attraction to oh yeah i loved girls really i was in kindergarten and i loved the pretty girls the mm-hmm. ones that dressed up and wore makeup and although i guess in kindergarten girls didn't really wear makeup then but there was this one girl that was really like she would wear these like elegant it was really weird actually she would look like an american doll uh-huh. um now that i think about it not 
not good. Um, <laughs> but in the in the in the moment, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what a beautiful girl!" Like, and I was so attracted to that. Mm. And I would, I remember just she was in another class, and I would just watch her. And every time we would like be in the hall together, I would just <laughs> so creepy, just like was in love with her. Yeah. So yes, I remember from a very early age, and I remember like. I didn't hate, I like, didn't feel weird then. Or maybe I did, but I, I wasn't like upset about it. It just felt very normal. Okay. Um, and I had crushes on boys too in elementary school, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of society played into that. Cause right. everybody did, you know, yeah. or every girl did. Yeah. Um, I like had, I had crushes on girls. Um, but I, I don't think they were real. And I would, like, write in my diary about them, which is the gayest thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started about writing in journals. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, you're not into this girl. You have a pink piano diary. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, if only I could Mine see. were always, like, black leather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and was there... Do you remember when you started to feel bad about it or scared or yeah so it was all good until I had shot my hair I think either first or second grade and I loved it and it made me feel like myself but I would get mistaken for a boy all the time Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling like really good but also really bad about it like and I remember like using public restrooms not knowing if it would be less stressful to not mm. to just go to the girl's bathroom, but but worry about freaking a girl out, mm-hmm. um, or going into the boys' bathroom. But then I was like, "But what are you going to do?" Yeah, you know. So I would always just go to the girls' bathroom. But it, I thought about that a lot, and I remember this vivid um, morning, my first day of second grade. I do you remember Bugle Boy pants? Yeah. Oh, I had some, I had some I had too. A sweatshirt, actually, <laughs> I don't think I ever had the pants. I had these like blue cargo. Like I basically dressed like a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the Boy Scouts so bad, and at the time you couldn't. Right. Um, and I never joined the Girl Scouts because I didn't want to sell cookies. I yeah. wanted to go camping. Yeah. So <laughs> I walked in the uh, second grade, and my teacher was like, and it was the first time I met her, and she's like, "Good morning, young man," and I was like. At, at the same time, I was like, okay, cool, I pulled it off. But also, like, fuck, she's going to look at the roster and see that, or the attendance sheet and see that um, my name is Angela. And then she'd be like, why didn't she correct me? Or was that thought going? Like, uh, why didn't you correct her? Yeah. Like, you feel or like- I just felt like, oh, she's just that anxiety waiting until she realizes that she made a mistake yeah. and that I am a girl. Uh-huh. And... I was just such an anxious kid like that. Yeah. I always overthought those the, those those things really mattered to me, mm-hmm. um, those details and 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 I felt weird. I didn't know what was right, you know. Like it felt right, but it was also, you know, by society standards, weird. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it was a little bit less weird because I was a girl and it was more acceptable in that way. But but I I was getting to that age, and then I remember being in fifth grade, and I would run around without a shirt. All the time. I didn't develop until I was like 16. It was, it came late. But so like, it wasn't like I was, you know, no, it wasn't like I was like a very early developed fifth grader running around. But I remember I was, I would wear, I was obsessed with Prince Eric and Aladdin. I wanted to be them. And 
Aladdin did this weird thing with his shirt where he'd flip it. Like, I would do it with my T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, where, it, like, it was you just, like... You would see his chest. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I remember, I remember I was in fifth grade, which is kind of old. And one of my guy friends came over, and he's like, you have to put a shirt on. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. But yeah. I, but I, and I don't remember if I did or not, but I, that, I remember feeling like, oh, crap. Can't do this anymore. Oh. And then, and then sixth grade came and I finally started, that's when flares were cool and I got into flares and I would like have my mom, you know, just because I always had to be different because uh, I felt different. I had her like, I had these pair of flares where like, um, I had her sew this felt fringe on the bottom, like oh. <laughs> just to like, did you see that somewhere or you just, I like, must've seen it yeah. somewhere and <laughs> I don't know what, yeah, I've always had interesting stylistic choices. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes worked, sometimes bombed. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, and then I really feel like, so I feel like when I was a kid, I had this, I had this voice and I felt very confident about myself and I was very athletic. So I had, I just felt strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere I lost my voice. I don't know what age. I know that my dad's death, I'm sure, had a huge part in that. Um, but then puberty was really fucked up and it because it, 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 it was this feeling of like, well, it was the, the feeling of like not developing as fast as everybody else. So not, so all of a sudden, like in seventh grade, for example, I was the shit. I had a ton of boyfriends, like I was super popular. And then every girl started getting breasts, not every girl, but some girls, uh, started developing in eighth grade and I didn't. And, and then it was like, I was invisible that year. Really? Yeah. It was really, it was really intense. And, and then ninth grade was still a very awkward phase for me. And then 10th grade, I just, it like, I just exploded basically. Uh-huh. And, and I started getting all this attention from boys and I really liked it. And, and yeah, I was kind of a slut in high school. Yeah. Um, and I remember losing my virginity to a guy who was a couple years older and he was cool. He drove like a Chevy Monte Carlo at the time. That was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) He had like those, do you remember those? Um, I can't remember what they have a name, but those glowing lights on the bottom. Yes. I don't. Okay. He had those. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I was lucky. Um, but I remember feeling really sad after, that night and not immediately, but like I went home the next day and I, I just felt like I lost something very important to me. Uh Um, which I think probably straight girls experience too, but like there was something, I felt like I betrayed myself in a sense. Mm. Did you know for sure at this point that you were gay or I knew that I really was attracted to women because I was also like, I, and I was very secretive about it, but I, I was talking about this recently, I and I forgot about this, but I didn't have anything to relate to. I didn't have a mirror of a, a lesbian that looked like me. Like, mm-hmm. I have this awful image of what lesbians are supposedly supposed to look like, and I had this image of, like, fat, ugly women, mm-hmm. and I hate admitting that. But, like, that's what I grew up with. I don't know where it came from. Well, the media. And- yeah, and I think my grandparents were really 
instilled a lot of judgment in me and criticism, especially about women's body sizes and gay people, anything they don't understand, basically. Um, (laughs) And so, um, so what I would do is, uh, I found this website where it, it had like all the lesbian scenes, even if it was just like two women kissing for a Uh second and it wasn't even a lesbian storyline, which a lot of them weren't. Um, and I made this, I have this journal still of this list of movies that I had. And at the time you couldn't stream anything. So I got myself a blockbuster card. I would drive to blockbusters outside of my neighborhood Uh because I was so embarrassed. I can't remember how else I, it took forever to get through them. I mean, it was probably a list of at least like, do you remember what a few of them were? Uh, I should have thought about this. Um, Wild things comes to mind. Wild things for yeah. sure. That was one of them. Um, it, it's they were all really. Wild things was actually kind of a good movie. <laughs> I have a soft spot for wild things. Um, but a lot of the other ones were like, oh, Mulholland Drive. I never saw it. That was a weird. And all these movies were super weird. They didn't make any sense. And then the lesbian, it was either like a dream, or it was. The lesbian character was fucked up, or a drug addict, or killed somebody, or killed herself, or oh, got right. killed. Yeah. So um, I'll have to think. Maybe a few other will pop up. There. Oh, cruel intentions. Yes. Yeah. I was mostly looking like at definitely like the mainstream ones, but yeah. then there were there were a ton that were just like was super more, obscure. Was it more about like a sexual? Thing, it was or is anything. It, so a love story. Anything yeah, that I yeah. could see, like yeah. I, any feminine. Um, any two feminine, relatable to me looking yeah. women that I could just see and, and norm- I still have feel that way. normalize. What I'm, do you mean? Like if I'm looking for something to watch on Netflix or whatever, I'm like, I will settle to like for watching crap. If it's like two men in a bed together, not, <laughs> even, like, not even like, even if they're just laying there talking, I'm like. Ah, like more of this, please. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I don't get enough of it in my own life. But that's a whole other issue. Um, we could have a separate podcast. About yeah, that. Right, um, just everything that makes me sad. Uh, I just want to ask you really quick. I, I've been rewatching Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that? I watched the first season, I believe. I don't know why I never kept up with it, but yeah, it's either hit or miss for people. But um, I liked it. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I didn't. But there's a pretty significant gay. I mean, uh, what's his face is gay in that, and I was just curious to to know what you thought of how they portrayed that David, how they portrayed he and Keith's relationship. If you remember, I don't, I, yeah, I couldn't give you an honest answer to that, but I, I also stayed away from, uh, like gay content when I was a kid. I, cause I it remember, was too scary for you. Uh, no, I just didn't ever want to get caught. Um, I even wouldn't watch, things that I wanted to that wasn't like sex in the city or something because I didn't want to know too much about it in case like I would one day feel like chiming in on a conversation with somebody like that would be weird if I watched that or I watched um Queer as Folk Mm -hmm. I remember that but only after my parents went to bed and I had the remote control like in my hand ready to change the channel in case they came out even though they would have no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> they would, you know, they would just be like, turn off the TV and go to bed. That show was intense. Yeah, I mean, was, terrible acting, but yeah, it didn't matter. Right. No, I remember the one, there was one episode where it was, 
the younger Twinkie kid. There was so much abuse in that show. Was there? Well, that. with um, the mean guy and then the young one. The mean guy, right? The like, mean guy, it was like a, it was like a, a really, yeah, it was a really it was shitty kind of relationship. Just like a sadistic. I mean, yeah. not. But I loved it. I loved their dynamic. I was like, I don't know. Okay, so you could relate to that. Yeah. Okay. That was, but that was maybe. That was maybe it. I didn't watch a lot of, like, even Will and Grace. I was like, I don't want to watch this. That was weird. It's so funny. We grew up watching that. Well, I guess when did that show come out? We didn't grow up watching it. But before... High school? Yeah, before any of us came out, we were... Yeah. My mom loved it. We loved it. Yeah. Um, The L word is, you know, and a lot of lesbians have issues with the L word. But that, that show, finally, I watched it towards the end of college and I remember saving up my money at the time I didn't have any money in college um, and those things were like 30 or 40 bucks to buy like a, a yeah, season TV. one I know, right? um, so I like saved up my money went to Blockbuster I had to have my friend drive me because I didn't have a car during college and I didn't tell her why so like we split up in Best Buy and I was trying to be all secretive about it and then I felt so embarrassed like checking out I almost was like it's not for me but I didn't say that but like I was still so embarrassed and ashamed and then I holed up in my apartment and and got through the whole thing like in a night and and then I was like okay you can do this like you can come out oh wow yeah so the, it was helped that, was that your first exposure to a gay show or like gay storyline where it was like positive and it was just it was yeah. about being gay and it was about being like living your life as a gay person yeah and and in in a way that I could relate to uh-huh. so you know uh, just these awesome, fabulous, uh, successful, beautiful women were portrayed, and and I don't know, I just got lost in it, and I it just it gave, it empowered me in a sense. So that was um, I was like, it's it, you can do this, like you're gonna be okay. There are people like you out there. I just I was so hidden, and I was also going to college and. Uh, a small town up north, so okay. really didn't have. And the the GSA at the time, you know, when yeah. back in the day when there was only three, three letters, and I was always like, I I wished that I could be a part of something like that. But I would see, and I would just be like, no, um, that's not. I don't want to be associated with those people. It's just so yeah. fucked up. It is fucked up. I, um, I still, they're the, the weird. They're still. I still have parts of that like left that I have to like be like no no like don't that's not (laughs) a way you should be thinking but um so you saw that's I think that's great that you saw that and that sort of like empowered you to feel like you could be yourself had you told anybody at that point or um I have a few different coming out story. So up until that point, I was coming out as bisexual, but only on nights where I'd be super drunk uh-huh. and we'd be out and, and it would just kind of come out with people that I felt safe with, with, which weren't many people. And also I, the beginning of college, I kept falling in love with all my stuff with, with these new girls that I would meet and we'd have these really intense relationships or not relationships, friendships, cause uh-huh. they weren't gay. And, and it would always mean more to me. And, and it was super codependent. Um, cause with women, you can just do that, whether yeah, it's a sexual it thing or not. Come off as... No, but so, and then they'd start dating somebody or something would happen and I would just, it would just fuck everything up. And, um, I'm actually friends with, with a girl that 
we couldn't be friends for like a year. Like we literally had to break up even though we weren't together. And, and she's one of my best friends now. Um, but so I have this really bad string of like friendship relationships up until I finally met these girls at the end. Um, and I was still friends with my high school friends and, but I hadn't really told any of them. Um, and also I didn't see them as often, Mm -hmm. but so I met the, these great group of girls at the end of, of college, I think it was my junior year. And, and I wasn't attracted to any of them, which was great. And, and I started getting real, like, Mm -hmm. and we, we all partied a lot. And so I would start talking about it more and more. And, and then, yeah. And then with them, I could just be my, and then we started talking about it more when we weren't drinking, you know, it just became this like, kind of became this joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I was, it felt good. To it did. It felt so good. It, yeah. yeah. And it, I just felt safe and, um, they really helped me, um, just not allow myself to feel so imprisoned, mm-hmm. you know, or just hide myself. I spent so many years hiding. My, I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really good at like doing the small talk with people where like I didn't, I could skirt around the being because it's like I, I, it's because I don't present as a lesbian. It's like, and I'm sure you experience this too, is you're always coming out. Mm-hmm. It's a constant like, and so if you're not comfortable with that, it's mm-hmm. stressful. It's yeah, it fucking is. annoying. It is. Yeah. And that anxiety of like, I don't know, just. Well, I, it brings up, it's still, it's like, so for some reason you can't control it. And it still brings up a lot of the, it's like PTSD or something where it's, when you, when I felt that someone was about to find out, and nobody did until I came out, there wasn't really anybody who found me out. Or when did you come me. out? I was twenty four. Okay. Twenty four, twenty five. Um, but uh, whenever you, it brings up that like, oh shit, I'm about to say something that could potentially be like a small death or something. You know, it's like a small. So feeling that anxiety. It, it, like it doesn't it doesn't really stop I guess the only way it has lessened is just doing it over and over again so lately when I know somebody might question it if like I'm meeting a, a, a friend of a friend who's a female or whatever and I'm like oh they, it seems like she's uh, thinks this is something that it's not I'll like try and get it out of the way quickly how do you do you say i'm gay or do you say i like men or i don't date women like what's your i think i uh i think i'll try and just be like uh, like i'll be i'll talk about a guy and be like yeah he's so hot or something just so they know right away without me making it a conversation okay or also be like yes bitch or like whatever (laughs) and they're like got it gay (laughs) yeah yeah Thank you. Say no more. See, that's yeah. harder for me yeah. to out myself in that. Like, like, oh man, I can't wait to go truck shopping right. later this <laughs> afternoon. What are you, why would you tell me that? Yeah. You're buying a truck? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Do you need something to go Man, I haven't been to Home Depot yeah. in a while. <laughs> cool. Are you building something? Like, I know. it's uh, That's true. It is. You, I think everybody kind of finds their own... Yeah. Way with it, I guess. But, um, so you started telling those friends and had you, do you remember when you, I'm curious when you talked to your gay brother and if he was, he wasn't out at that point, was he or? No. 
Um, and he and I were not really close during those years. I, it, I'm trying to think of, and I don't think I had like apologized to him yet for our childhood and, and really like taken ownership of and responsibility for those years. Cause I think that he really never trusted me, mm. um, which he shouldn't have. And, and we were all just in so much pain in different ways growing up that we were not, we just went like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were disconnected and, uh, we moved away from each other physically too. Like, so we never really had like a coming out moment. Um, I think my mom had, cause I, cause I knew Charlie was gay. Um, I think he told me he got his heart broken at the end of high school. I think he did tell me about that. Mm. Um, and, but I don't remember, like, it wasn't like we had to sit down and yeah. it's like, there was no big reveal. It was just known. Uh-huh. Um, but he didn't know I was, I guess. So I'm trying to think of, um, maybe somebody told him like you had finally said it or something. Yeah. Gosh, that's interesting. I don't remember. Yeah. I wonder what that means. Well, it, I mean, it was... You probably just assumed that he knew or, or... Yeah, or maybe, like, when I started dating my first real girlfriend, maybe that's when I, I was like... Or no, no, I must have told him before I left. Because mm-hmm. we were before... Oh, this is funny. Before I moved... You know, I'd come out to my mom and she was hanging out with this lesbian. <laughs> and so we were joking about that. Oh, yeah. Me and Charlie were like, oh, mom, the lesbian. Like, and at the time, I really didn't think anything was going on. I just was like, why is mom, like, having so much fun? Yeah. Like, she's, like, dressing differently. She's, like, acting like a high school kid. Oh. Like, so we were just like, what the fuck's going on? Um, so, no, he knew before. Mm-hmm. I just don't, yeah, I don't have a good story about uh telling him yeah like it was just a yeah implied thing so and um so after you moved to LA did you find it easier to kind of have a fresh start and be able to be yourself or was it I'm sure it was a process no uh, so the reason I one of the major reasons I wanted to move is because I I felt so isolated in Minnesota I wanted more and I just had this vision of what I didn't, you know, I'm not an actor, and so I wasn't moving here for that, but I knew it had to be, and I love Minnesota, but I knew it had to be better at the time. Like, I needed more. Yeah. Were there any gay bars or anything in college that you could there, do? I'm sure there were, but I didn't, didn't I hid from all that, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anybody to go with. Um, and in my town, actually, the college town, I don't think there was. Mm-hmm. And if there was, I wouldn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> be scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So I'm okay. So I moved out with Justin, right? And he moved out with two of his guy friends and one of their sisters. And we were all going to live in this house together. I hadn't met any of these guys. Justin, before I moved out, was like, um, "So Kelly, uh, nobody's ever asked, but I think she might be gay." I was like, "Well, why doesn't anybody?" Know? And they're from a small town. And and he was like, "I don't know. Just wanted to give you a heads up." And I was like. Okay, and then I was like, do not get excited about this. And I like start. I looked at her Facebook, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, she's definitely gay. But she was really cute. Uh-huh. And so we all, we all move in together. And, and the first night, we like 
held hands or something really dumb. The first night? Or we made out. I don't... See, I don't remember. I remember the holding hands part, but she says we had made out much later. And so for the first month or two, weird shit would happen when we would go out or when we would drink and and then the next day she would act like nothing happened oh. and that went on for months and it was torture because oh i was God. in love like like oh. we had an instant connection um she was my first love for sure and i knew she was gay but i knew she wasn't ready to come out and we were living together <laughs> so, um, yeah. as it was like the most lesbian thing ever just like reverse that um, happened to me in college the first my first like serious thing with a friend and roommate so intense yeah and living together is just bad news you know yeah so space to like feel your no and i was either like so in love or i was so angry at her or like Uh there was just so much emotion and um and then the you know the boys were just idiots like (laughs) and so it was just a mess but so after a few months I remember it was when Obama was elected. It was that night. Oh, wow. um, it was a great night. Her and I went and we voted. And then, and I had written her tons of letters. And she had written me, like, in the couple of months, like, I I would get to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to move out. Like, I can't even be around you. Yeah. This is fucked up. And I was like, I need to know, like, are you, like... Are, what's going on, you know? And she would deny it. And she was like, I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you, but I'm not. And I was just like, all right, fuck. So that happened like a couple times where she really had to be like, I'm not. And I was like, okay, then I'm done, you know? And and so we were sitting on the stoop and, and she starts crying and, and she's like, I'm just so scared of what other people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that it? That's, that's all, that's the only issue? Like... I can deal with that. Like we can, and, and she told me that and she, and, and so, and then we had the best, I don't know, four or five months living together. And then something happened with me where I was just like, I'm over it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. And, and I loved her and I still love her, but we weren't compatible. She's too, she was too much of a pushover. I need somebody more intense than that and so you know we were just a mismatch but I drew everything out of her I was her first everything so that breakup was really really bad (laughs) Um, and I moved back to Minnesota for a couple years oh really yep Because I also, when I moved to L.A., I was not thinking. I had gotten, like, five grand when I graduated college. And I was like, I'm rich. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the fucking, I'm out of here. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, like, uh, it was, like, six weeks. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I got to the point, too, where I was like, I'm not doing anything out here. Like, I'm depressed. I hate the boys right now. Like, everybody's a monster. And... And I wasn't, I was working like really dumb jobs and, you know, spending all my money on rent. And I was just like, what am I doing? So I moved back to Minnesota, sort of got my shit together and then came back. Wanted to come back. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now I'm at the end of grad school and I got to figure out where to go from here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you studying? Psychology. Okay. Do you think you want to stay in LA? That's the question. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it'll be the first time in a few years where I don't have to. Yeah. Um, I was in a relationship before school and then school's been obviously a kind of have to stay here for that. So I don't know. It's a weird feeling, Mm -hmm. but see, yeah, figure it out. (laughs) 
Is there any, do you have anything that you wish that somebody would have told you when you were in the closet or <laughs> advice that you would give to somebody? So I think about this a lot. Um, I wish that in, during my adolescence, especially high school, I wish that, and at the time, like there weren't as many resources as there are now. So I would really tell somebody to, especially now, like use those resources, like find something that you can relate to, find something that makes you feel like you, even if it is a secret, but ideally it's not. Um, and go after that. Mm-hmm. And I wish somebody during that time, like I want to work with adolescents um, and I want to figure out how to, to work through that fear with kids because there was no way I was ever going to walk into a GSA meeting or even go to the school counselor. Mm -hmm. But so I, I don't have a, like a solid answer of my plan with how to, how to make it more accessible, how to make it less scary. Um, cause kids need that. Yeah. They, they need that. Yeah. They, they need to feel safe. I just don't, it, it would, it just feels like it would be an entirely different world or experience if I, A, felt comfortable trying to meet other gay students, which there weren't very many of, at least out or in GSA. Uh, and then also having gay friends or get just other people to talk about experiences with that are, that sort of get it. I mean, cause after I came out, a lot of it was just um, straight girls. I would talk to straight girls about yeah. um, a lot of stuff that I had gone through or, um, or you know, stuff with dating or whatever, but it would just be nice to, like, grow up feeling that way so you don't have to be, like, a 30-year-old but feel like a 16-year-old, <laughs> which I think a lot of gay people that. do well, feel Well, especially like. when, I don't know if you, uh, there was a pattern with me where, like, I would move way too quick because it was like for 22 years, I never felt anything. And then all of a sudden I meet somebody that I'm attracted to and they're attracted to me and we got to get married. Like, like just moving way too fast. What do you think people. that is? Cause that is a stereotype about female, gay females, lesbians as they're. I think for me, I, I think, and that's why I've been taking, like I've, taken a break from dating um after the past few years and not a super long break but a break mm-hmm. um because i think growing up kind of living in this fantasy world um it's really easy to fault to, to to have something all of a sudden that you were deprived of for so long mm-hmm. And for it to just overtake you. And also, I don't think that... I think it has to do with what... Do you have enough going on in your life? Like, why are you so readily able to attach so quickly to somebody? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that I've had to figure out over the past few years of, like, just that separating. Because what happens is that you you think you know somebody way too quickly. And then you get... I could never get past a few months because I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, I actually don't know you and I don't even think I'd like you Mm. as a person. So that would happen. So I think as far as boundaries go, like, um, I've just been, I've been having to rework my whole attitude and my whole sort of what I grew up believing and feeling. And it just doesn't work that way. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Dating is... <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, it is. It is. But 
All right. Well, do you, is there anything we missed? Anything that you, like a story or, or something that I didn't ask you that you feel like uh, you want to share? Um, so something that I just, I'll, I'll just be quick about. Um, I took this lesbian workshop recently for what school. It's not as fun oh. as it sounds. <laughs> they finally explained lesbian sex. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, no, it was, it was like lesbian love identity and the, the name was really long. I can't even tell you the title of it, uh-huh. but it was, she, the, it was an amazing workshop. Um, I've never felt so home before and you know, I'm 32 and I'm just feeling like this. And she started by, uh, listing off these women that like Emily Dickinson, Susan B. Anthony, Eleanor Roosevelt, Joan of Arc. Um, there's somebody else that was really interesting that were all lesbians. Oh really? Yes. And I, you don't grow up knowing that nobody, I mean, there are all these like strong, amazing women, but like, they had lovers. They had like letters and letters and le- all of this documented stuff. And, and you, nobody, and I'm the biggest lesbian ever. And I never knew that. Yeah. And that was heartbreaking to me that yeah. like, that's left out of history right. because of just a bunch of bullshit. But yeah. anyway, I, I just thought that was so interesting. And that that's interesting. what I, that's what I miss. Like growing up is like feeling like you can be the strong, amazing, awesome woman and be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I had such a negative outlook about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you're like a lesbian, that. there's got to be something wrong with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I meant to say that and I wanted to. No, I'm glad you did. That's a, re- that's a really good point. Yeah, because you don't see, you don't see a fully formed gay person. Right. Like, when you're growing up. You see, whether it's history or. You see, or, like, bits and pieces and yeah. a lot of it's negative. Yeah. And or when you hear about gay people, it'll be like, oh, George Michael getting arrested or, <laughs> or like, so, you know, it's like a negative part of what a gay person is. Right. But. Oh, they got arrested. Makes sense. Yeah, they were doing something. <laughs> well, like they were gay, so in a bathroom. So it's like that's what gay people do. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, you have to do this. <laughs> Isn't that so gay. messed up? But really, it's like you couldn't do it anywhere else. And he was just like well, right. longing for yeah. connection with somebody. I don't know. That's what I. Well, and straight people do fucked up shit all the time. Right. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's fucked up. Right. <laughs> But their sexuality has nothing. Right, to, uh, right. Like, no, it's not part of the they story. They get a pass, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I want to thank you so much. Of course, for thank you. Being so open and sharing everything. And, yeah. You know, I'm glad you did this. Thank you. Yeah. This is fun. I want to thank my guest, Ange Loeb, for coming on and sharing her coming out story. It was such a fun conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you liked the episode and you're glad that uh, gay card is back. Uh, please subscribe, rate and review wherever you can. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. I am also, uh, on Twitter, gay card podcast, Twitter and Instagram, and, um, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So grab a seat, let down